0: Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, joined by my co-host, Father David Tickerhoof, and I am so happy to be doing this podcast with Father David again. It's been several weeks here since we've been able to podcast together, and we're so excited to talk to you about the incarnation, particularly as we come upon Christmas, so by the time this airs, we'll be heading directly into Christmas and and Jesus coming into the world as the light of the world is so crucial. And there's just so much to say. Welcome, Father David. So happy to have you back.
1: Well, thank you, Margaret. It's uh, it's good to be back again, and good to see you. I'm I'm. Uh, Getting a thing that was on between us here, and I just got that off the screen. Now I can see your whole picture, and it's so good to see you. And I'm glad <laughs> we can do this podcast together, in preparation for Christmas and and uh, dwelling on the incarnation. We forget about that so much, you know. And now we're talking about it. Such a beautiful beautiful mystery that's at the heart of catholic spirituality so go for it <laughs> go for it
0: well i i'm going i'm going to pick your brain here on this because i know the incarnation was particularly christmas was particularly important for francis and saint francis and he right. saw that as the highest of the feast days right so i yeah. just as a franciscan just get you to share a little bit about that
1: yeah so you know when when francis uh, when Francis made his conversion, when it was complete, the, God started to work in him in very new and beautiful ways. And one of the ways was that he he understood the mystery of Christ like he had never, never understood it before. And right at the heart of it, even before he got to the... Uh, the 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 image in the cave where Jesus appeared to him crucified on the cross, full crucified and and what, he was pierced. His heart was pierced with a with the arrow of of compassion. But then once that started to operate in him, and he moved away from his earlier years, the incarnation became the real focus of Franciscan spirituality. And particularly his time at Grecio, at the when he when he reenacted for the whole town, the crib and Christmas Eve and the coming of Jesus and everything. It was a a, a beautiful experience, and the people were just so deeply touched by the intimacy of God's presence and love. You know, so I'm just yes. gonna
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you there just for a second to insert a little footnote for our listeners because some people might not realize what father david's referring to is actually saint francis had the first nativity scene right he had the first nativity scene it was alive yeah and he did that to stir um tenderness and devotion in people's hearts right and so every time we see a nativity scene we can thank saint francis for bringing that back to our minds
1: absolutely
0: so go ahead, and, sorry to interrupt you there.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just saying it was like he, he was a deacon then, and he was mm-hmm. holding, and the, what the people saw was the babe in the crib, Francis was holding him in his arms, was holding the baby, and he would lay him in the crib. And so that, that vision, that apparition, uh, just released a, a tremendous grace within the church and in, and particularly in the Franciscan relationships of brothers and sisters, and in the intimacy of the incarnation. And I know you, you, you're, you're one of your favorites. Is done John Duns Scotus, mm-hmm. and his theology is really based primarily on God's tremendous love and creation and the incarnation. So what we're dwelling on here now. Is one is basically at the very heart of his spirituality, and I think also of all Franciscans too. To be quite frank about it,
0: yeah, I just you know, <laughs> you know how much I love John Duns Scotus. His philosophy is just—I just think it's it's so central. And so, so I'll, I'll get you to. Do you want to kind of crack open for people who aren't familiar with Blessed John Duns Scotus, what that's about, or do you want me to? I'm going to go after it.
1: Well, you, you know, we, we set we set the, 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 the context here with the intimacy of Christmas and Francis and the base sure. Jesus and the Grescio at the crib. So, you know, we're into the symbols of the incarnation. You might as well move into the theology of uh, John Don Scotus and why uh, love is such a, a key yeah. theme in his spirituality, in his theology.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Blessed John Duns Scotus um, was a great philosopher back in the twelve hundreds, and he said that even if man had never sinned, that God the Father still would have sent Jesus to manifest God's love, the God the Father's love for us. And I just, I just think that's so crucial because it's, it's you know, it's not just important what we do right it's important why we do it and boy if i mean it, that's that's true of god the father as well right it's not just what about what he did but it, in, you know that he sent that he sent jesus yeah. but it's about why he did it to manifest his love for us yeah. and when we get that straight then it, that definitely informs not just what we're called to do but why we're called to do it And when we know why we're called to do what we're called to do, that, that really just kind of like enlivens and directs like how we do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just, I just find it like so key to, to everything. I mean, it's just, it's all about our, who we are in terms of our vocation as sons and daughters of God and how we live that out and how we relate to ourselves, to the Lord, to each other. I just think it's, it's just at the heart of it for me. So I can't, you know, I can't say enough about it.
1: Well, it's at the heart of the Christmas mystery, really. And all the celebrations we've lost it all with all the glitter and the lights, everybody's house is all lit up. There's no more crushes. There's no more cribs. There's no, no, it's all about lights and a real secular approach to it. But when, when you think about, uh, the, this this gift of love, what we're dealing with it, it, culturally in the Catholic Church is we're, we're dealing with an adjustment of the concept of salvation because we've overemphasized that Jesus came to save us from sin. And so when you hear people even talking about the Christmas mystery, they're always fo- focusing on the salvation and our sin and Jesus. But what about creation? Like what John Duns Scotus, his whole idea was that even if we hadn't sinned, he would have come because, of, and that places a, an intimate, personal, beautiful, challenging relationship with God right at the center of love. Mm-hmm. That That's where we need to balance out and see that, yes, we, we're not denying the fact that that man has sinned, and that, uh, that, that God became man in, in the person of Jesus to for, to save us from our sins. That that's at the heart of our Catholic spirituality and theology. But underneath it is the real reason, and his point was because of creation was born out of the love of God, that that love was reflected in 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 the. Uh, Jesus and God becoming man because, first of all, of his intimate personal love for us. Right,
0: right. The, w- the way I see it, please correct me if my theology is is off here, but the way I see it is Jesus does his him coming into the world does save us from our sin in terms of his death and resurrection. <clears throat> but also So that's saving us from from sin after we've sinned, but it also makes sense that his love, that him coming because of love, saves us from sin even before we sin. Right? Meaning, like it saves us from that inclination to sin. Like the more we come to know and to understand his love, um, like like Paul prays in in uh, chapter three of the Ephesians, coming to know what is beyond knowledge in terms of the depth and breadth and length and height of God's love but so it saves us from sin after we have sinned in terms of redeeming us but it also saves us from as we come to know his love more and more from that inclination to sin from that um, from the attraction I guess is what I'm trying to say do you know what Mm, I mean because yeah because we're more attracted to his love and so um, so that's how I see it and I think that's that would make a lot of sense to me then how Scotus was the first one, even when Aquinas was, was not able to get there. He was the first one who could get to the idea of Mary being immaculately conceived, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because t- the two hang together, right?
1: Yes. See, and, and and when, when a person in their personal commitment to Jesus and there, and how Jesus opens up the life of the Father, and the Spirit, and the work of the Spirit. You know, we're drawn into that Trinitarian, threefold love as one, and then love becomes the center. Then we, we're not. All, it's not just sin, 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 and the externals of sin, and and use the sacraments and go. It, it's a. It's because we have this personal love at the center of our being. And we want that intimacy with the Lord so deeply, and we yearn for it, and it's at the mystery of the Incarnation. And then the transformation and transformation of our sinfulness and our nature and growing in holiness flows freely and beautifully out of this gift of intimate love. And then we deal with our sinfulness. It's much easier— Much more powerful, and healing occurs much more easily in our personality and in our relationships.
0: Oh yeah, of course. To me, it's like the difference between um, me trying to to be the power behind my salvation and conversion, or God. You can replace that word with love as well, because God is love. Like it's the most powerful. God's love is the most powerful force (laughs) like so I can leave it up to to me and to my striving and or I can submit to the power of God's love and cooperate with that of course requires a response and and that kind of thing but but we're attracted to it and there's the sweetness and and the um and the reason you know is the depth of the intimacy and growing in that so there's a line from probably one of my favorites, and it was uh, oftentimes done at, at midnight mass but on Christmas, but oh, holy night. And this one line has always just really just been so beautiful to me. And it it says, long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Right. Right, and I just yeah. really right. That's beautiful, that really, isn't that's that beautiful? Really gets at it, doesn't you like it? Like that, don't you? I do. It oh, gets sure. at it. It gets at it because <laughs> if he came to manifest the Father's love for us, yeah. boy, doesn't that make your soul feel its worth? You oh. know.
1: Yeah. and 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 I think somewhere Saint Thomas said that a man on his own power trying to cooperate with grace can only. Hang in there about two weeks before he kills. <laughs> wow. So, what's up? Well, mean? the person
0: who can hang in there for two weeks is a better person than me because I don't know if I'd have two minutes. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, so, you begin to see the perspective shift. You yeah. begin to see the cultural shift. You begin to see the personal experience of grace. Inside, it's kind of like, oh, I get it? I get it. You know, God is love. Jesus is personal. The work of the Holy Spirit. And then is uh, is well, a good friend of mine had just died a couple weeks ago. He told me. He said, "You know," uh, I said, "How you doing, Bob?" He says, "Well," he, he says, "You know, Dave." He says. You know how much I love Jesus and how much I've always focused on Jesus and I've always preached Jesus. I said, "Yeah, Bob. Sometimes you've overdid it a little bit, and, and getting in trouble." I said, but he said, "But now he says God's pulling me into the life of the Trinity. The life of God is love, and we're being pulled into the center. Of that and that was going on in him. Two weeks later, he got pneumonia, and he died."
0: I pulled right into the center of it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah.
1: you you see, so what we're trying to do is, first of all, intellectually, we're trying to correct an imbalanced image of the way we look at God's love and sin in our life and, and our growth in the spiritual life. We we need to make that correction. Now, now many people really need to make that correction. Yeah. Because it's over overly the sin issue is overly done. And the love issue is neglected. That's what, what happens in, in a time in a church when there's renewal movements, is the power of the Spirit and the power of grace and God's love takes us to the heart of the matter, which is our union and oneness with God yeah. and our connection with Him. And uh, mercifully then leads us to our connection with ourself and with others.
0: Yeah. I just think about it in terms of human relationships, like, say if you and I had an argument and I was being a, I was being a real jerk, well, which is, that occurred, which is quite possible. That's possible. <laughs> That's yes, quite that quite is possible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then you, you're really gracious and, um, and forgive me, you know, and, and, and I repent and, um, and ask forgiveness and, and I'm grateful for your forgiveness, but then I just keep focusing on on the fact that I blew it and I just keep focusing on that. And you're like, well, I, I, I forgive you. Cause I want us to like continue to grow in relationship and like, you become yeah, but overly I'm, self-centered. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and it, and it distracts from the relationship and the growth. Yeah, absolutely. That, right. Yeah. 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 And I think we can do the same thing in our relationship with.
1: So we live in God's life. And it's not like we do things for God and then He blesses us. It's like we have, are, have we have the right and the call through our baptism and the work of grace. We primarily live in His life. He's in control. We're not the one that does good things and then He comes and blesses it from someplace outside. Right. You got that? Yeah, that's yeah. important.
0: Yeah, even if you look at it in terms of. Um, which, of course, like you've said, is part of Catholic theology that that Jesus did die and redeem us from our sins. But why? 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 <laughs> why? why that? Like you have to go back because of love, right? Yeah. Because of the Father and and the Lord, you know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit drawing us into that intimate life of the Trinity and and into intimate relationship with themselves. It's like, okay, this sin thing is like not gonna work. Let's get this out of the way. This is not calm, like you know, restoring, fully restoring, not just um, yeah, there was the point. The whole point was love and the relationship. So when I think of the saying Jesus is the reason for the season, I think we have to go dig into that a little bit. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah. <laughs> why is why did Jesus come, right? Yeah. To manifest the Father's love for us. Right.
1: Looking at it uh, briefly from a, pr- a practical ministry point of view, one of the reasons why in praying with people for healing that I've discovered is they have a hard time allowing themselves to be healed because they're still in control and they're focused on the, their image of God is sin and, and I have to uh, repent of my sin and that's all true. But but it's it's an over over-concentration over on me Okay. when the the intimacy and the and the fullness of healing comes from opening up to love and then then, then god's in control and he can minister his love so beautifully mm-hmm. and so personally as yeah. you well know
0: yeah <laughs> very well yeah there's a, and so many beautiful scriptures speak to this throughout john 17 i think it is where jesus talks about um he who sees me sees the Father, and I and the Father are one. and And then again in one John, I think it's in one John four, um, but about God is love, you know. Yeah, I just it's he first whole, loved us. He first right. loved us. That's right. Yeah. First love,
1: right. First loved us.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of times we can. I know this was part of before I I came to you know, the Lord came to show me these things and in a deeper way, it was okay. Yeah. I get that he first loved us and now let's move on. But like, you can never move on. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> that's it's, all. Why would you want that. to move on? Why would you want to move on? <laughs> like, why would you want to? Yeah. Well, I think it, it can give us, um, now not that anybody sets out to do this, but I think we can, um, we can feel safer in some way. Like if, if I earn his love, you know, if I can earn his love, then I know what I need to, to do. And I'll go do it because it's so hard for us to imagine that, that love is freely given, you know, and and probably a lot of times it's because that isn't modeled well for us by, um, by parents because it wasn't modeled well for them mm-hmm. by their parents or their parents, you know, trace that back to the garden. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, or authority figures, you know. There's a lot of ways that, as a, as those in authority or leaders or or parents, were meant meant to image God, but also end up do imaging God, and sometimes in a not good way. And that becomes So as
1: long as you make that your main concentration, then you're in charge. That's right. And you're in control. So it's when really you idolatry. Set that aside just... and open up to the gift of His love. Then God's in control. God's in control. And the in, yeah. internal in, some intimacy and the joy, even of having a personal relationship with Jesus and with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Whoa, that is, you can't beat that. No,
0: you can't beat that. <laughs> no. no, there's no amount of presence or tinsel on a tree or flashing lights that'll beat that. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: that's right. Then the symbols take on a much richer meaning, don't they? Huh?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They're just pointing towards, you know, as a symbol supposed right. to. They're just pointing to something instead of being the, the end point, which, in now, which walk, case.
1: If you walk down the street now, all you have is all these, I mean, you know, they're cheap now and there's lights all over sure. the place. And There's not a, a religious image of yeah. Christmas or the Lloyd or the crib yeah. or Jesus and Mary or Joe—it's yeah. not there anymore. Yeah. People don't even put it out. They yeah. just—they just decorate their whole house and their trees with a bunch yeah. of lights. Frosty so and Rudolph
0: and the Grinch and that's—that's yeah. it, that's it. What are you going yeah. to do about
1: that, Margaret? It's all right. secular. You're going, to, you're going to make some. We got to make some changes. Well, I think
0: we need to let people know God loves them. I think that's it. You know, I do have a practical thing here for people in terms of how our, um, our image of God can, can get distorted. And that's to go back to those places where those distortions happen and the ways that, um, that parents and authority figures have imaged God for us in a way that, that was not helpful. And, um, so it's not, it's not to blame, it's not to assign blame. To, to anybody because again, you know, they probably had their own brokenness, but, um, but it's to acknowledge the ways we really were affected. And there was something that, that I did myself when I was a client, um, in therapy, um, the Lord just brought it to mind on my own. I wasn't assigned this by a therapist, but, and that was to, to sit down and think of ways that, that painful ways that, uh, my parents and those in authority had affected me painful ways that like, that they were, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this person didn't have time for me or this person was very critical or this person, you know, those kind of things. And then the contrary of how God is. And even um, at times like scriptures would come readily to mind and I would jot those down and, and then go and like pray through those and just go, Oh yeah. Like this is it, what it kind of felt like it straightened, helped straighten out my mind was like, these are the, the reasons that I see the the God, the father, especially in through this lens, this is the reason it's not because there's any, any truth to it, you know, to these negative ways or, um, but it goes back to these painful things. And so even just kind of like, can sound super simple, but just kind of unmasking that can really begin. It felt like that was the first, um, the first real like shove, you know what I mean? Against those, against that wall of God, seeing God as father and, and that meaning something, you know, something good and positive. And, and I think there's always more because God's infinite. So that's a good thing, right? Heaven won't get boring Guess there's always more, <laughs> but, um, but I think that can be a really helpful thing. So I, so I offer that to our listeners as a way of, because we've all We've all been affected one way or another by um, by imperfect parents and imperfect authority figures, and so really beginning to because boy, if that's whole, if that was God the Father's point in sending Jesus was to reveal His love for us, like I'm pretty sure we can bank on the fact on the fact that God the Father is very uh, invested in us knowing who He really is.
1: You know, I think another podcast topic—not this one, but you know—we're coming to the end. I think, but another podcast, we should we should make it really practical. And we're we're sitting there, and somebody comes up to you and says, "You know, this is what I'm going through, and this is my problems and struggles, and and I just am so discouraged and depressed about what should I do?" And I think we should approach it from that point of view. We should have a podcast dis- discussing. How we would personally and practically deal with this person in this situation to make the transition and refocus and put the foundation. Of the beautiful mission and ministry of love at the center of that person's spiritual. Wouldn't that make a good podcast? Well,
0: let's make that be the next podcast. <laughs> so, so listeners, you just got you just got a preview for the next podcast. So, and uh, and so we'll tackle that in the next one. I think that's a great mm-hmm. idea. I Let's go, with, sure. that. It's, Let's it's go the, with that.
1: It's it's the it's actually the practical application of what we've been sharing about here this morning. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I think it's really important to lay out the um, the theology and philosophy, so we know what we're trying to. You know, I I I saw something recently online that said the main point of um, of therapy is to remove unforgiveness, and I was. Thinking, hey, I don't really see that as the main point of therapy. I've, I see the main point of therapy is removing blocks to God's love. Now, forgive unforgiveness can be one of those, but but a lot of things can can contribute to those as well.
1: Absolutely, that's, that's for sure. You know, you know, mm-hmm.
0: a lot of times it's things, negative things we conclude about ourselves, or or a you know fears in different ways, you know, those kind of things. So, so, um, so I think that's. That's time well spent if we do a podcast on that. Yeah, we all, all looking at removing blocks to to God's love in a very practical way because um because that's that's who Jesus is. We yeah. certainly want to He is God's love, right? Yeah. So is the Holy Spirit the love between the Father and the Son. So it really is all about love. God is love, and scripture says that, and Jesus images God's love, because he who sees him sees the Father, and the Holy Spirit is the love between the Father and the Son. So, you kind of can't get away from from love without getting away from the Trinity. You
1: know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Father David. It's such a it's delight. been
1: a joy to be with you in this uh, discussion, Margaret. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah, and
1: Merry Christmas to you too.
0: Yeah, and, and to all our listeners. May your
1: your heart be just so filled with a good, intimate, personal, emotional experience of how much he really loves you.
0: Amen. Amen. And with your spirit. (laughs) So so all our listeners, we thank you for joining us. And we wish you a Merry Christmas. And stay stay with us for next time when Father David and I uh, try to dig into that. How do we remove blocks? Removing blocks to God's love. So... Um, If you want to be connected in with father David, myself, we're doing healing missions these days and um, boy, the ones we've done have have gone off so great. And so we're just looking to do more of those. You can contact me Margaret at sacred heart, healing ministries.com. We'd love to come to your group or to your parish, to your college or university and, um, and do those father David's book is on, Amazon evangelizing Catholic culture, my books, more than words, the freedom to thrive after trauma and fearless abundant life through infinite love. Um, those are on Amazon as well. And we just wish you a Merry Christmas and look forward to speaking to you next time. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com Follow and like us on social media and to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com